Welcome to the new podcast for WGTS 91.9's Gateway Fellowship, a place that is about inspiring hope. You can find out more about us and hear more messages at MyGatewayFellowship.com. I'm happy to be here with you guys. And, um, you know, I just want to say last week we had a, a Mother's Day service and it was it was you know no lie it's been it's a little strange for me uh this is the first mother's day uh without mom but i just want to testify that this stuff that we're talking about here about god's grace god's goodness god's hope it's for real and it's it gives us strength and i want you guys to all be aware that the lord is alive and he is moving the very fact that you're here is an answer to prayer so know that God is on your side, he's alive, and he's doing great things. I want to talk to you uh, tonight, we're, we're talking about living on the edge, as you can see, and we're, we've been talking about several different theories that go behind this concept of living on the edge, and it's really about kind of jump-starting our lives into a new, uh, to a new level, and what we're talking about today is discovering the real me, discovering the real me. Now, what I'm going to say today has the potential to hurt some feelings, has the potential to step on a few toes. But when I step on toes, I step on them with the utmost love, and it's with the hope that maybe from stepping on those toes, we can go somewhere a little bit better, all right? So let's bow our heads for a word of prayer. I just have a few things to say tonight, and I have one verse to look at, just one simple verse. And it's my prayer that when this is all said and done, we'll be where we need to be, which is at the foot of the cross. So let's pray. Father God, we love you. We thank you. After, you know, just hearing these songs, it'd be easy to just go home because it draws us closer to you. But Lord, we pray that if there's something else that needs to be said here tonight, that you would speak it that you would give us ears to hear and a heart that's open. And we pray that your spirit would just move. We love you, God, and we thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. So like I said before, we're talking about the theme for this evening is discovering the real me. Who who am I? That's such a deep philosophical question. You know, you probably thought about it a few times. What am I doing on this lie? What in this world? What am I going? What's going on in my life? And blah, 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 blah. But it's a real deep question. Who am I? And I want to propose a simple concept tonight that I think will be pretty easy to follow. That oftentimes there's several different yous. And we've talked about this before. There's the you that people see, that people know at church, at work. Then there's the real you that maybe not everybody does see, but it's probably a little bit more real sometimes in that person that's out front. And then there's the you that God knows and loves and is calling you to be. So to keep it simple, I call it the three me's. That's two. The three me's. <laughs> and I want to say one verse, and uh, that's going to kind of be our 
foundation for this evening. It's from the book of Deuteronomy, chapter 6, verse 4. It says this, Hear, O Israel, read it with me, the Lord our God is one. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is is one. You guys got to wake up just a tad. God is one. He is one. This is such an important verse. And I've said this before, but it really, I can't stress it enough that God is one God. There is so much significance in that. That God is not this way with some person and that way with another. He is himself at all times. He is holy. He is righteous. He is just. He is gracious. He is for real. He is the truth. He is one. He does not change. He's everlasting. He's the beginning and the end, and he is who he is. He's our God, and he's not changing. He hasn't changed since the time you were born. He hasn't changed since last week. He hasn't changed since you may have first fell in love with him. He has not changed. He's one. He doesn't split himself up. And unfortunately, we do a lot. And this is, this is you know, I love being here in this cafeteria. <laughs> Because there's no stage, because we're all on the same level. I've done this as well. To be honest with you, most pastors I know do a lot of that. But how beautiful is it to, to, to have this, this truth and this wide open door to say, God is one and I want you to just be one. I don't want you to split yourself up. Not only is it exhausting, but it's fake and dishonest and it's very damaging. I want to just share with you a little bit of my testimony. You've probably heard this a million times, but just in case you haven't, I hope that it can set the tone for things. You know, I grew up right down the street. I'm a homeboy, for real. Like, this is, this is where I come from. I've never left this place. I didn't go away to school. I've been here. In Langley Park, this mic is coming on to my mouth. It's gross. Tangent number one. But this is where I'm from. My father's Mexican. My mom's German and French. I'm a mutt. And I grew up right down the block. My dad and mom are both from D.C. And they have just, they had a very real kind of sense of life. My dad used to say this all the time. He still tells me sometimes. There's two things I won't talk about. Religion and politics. Because once you open that, everyone gets mad and everyone's right and you're wrong, blah, 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 blah. And there's going to be this fight. Well, I'm a pastor now, so I can't avoid the religion side of things. But what truth? My dad always said, I don't talk about religion or politics. And then he say, and I am what I am. That's my dad's big phrase. I am what I am. I am what I am. <laughs> my dad always said that. I lived a life where I started getting into crime. I was running with idiots and in the gangs, and I was selling drugs. I was using drugs. I was doing all, everything about that life is what I was doing at a very young and early age. I used to, I was constantly high. It was the life that I lived, and unexpectedly, I didn't ask for it. I didn't even really want it, but just straight up, God came into my heart one night. It was April 5th, 1996. It was Good Friday, and I was smoking crack in Langley Park. <laughs> and that was the night I got saved. 
I always, I say that just to say, because I always, I'm always shocked at the, the thought that God would reach down to me at that point. When you're smoking crack in Langley Park on Good Friday with all your boys, and you're up to no good, and you know what? Seems like a good time to show Pete the light. That's God. And since my experience with the Lord, my whole idea of God has always been, man, God is pretty cool. He, you know, I, I didn't come to an evangelistic series and get saved. I didn't, you know, no pastor came and like told me this, you know, kind of, no. God came into my heart on a random night when I was smoking out with the fellas. And that's when God was like, hey, here we go. So my my understanding of God from the beginning has been God is awesome. This is a God who will come and reach down and say, hey, I love the mess out of you and I want you to be with me forever. Let's start a relationship right here, right now. God, I'm really ugly and I'm really, really high. It's all right. You'll get over it. But you won't get over this love. And I say all that to say that that has given me an understanding of God that I value so much. An understanding that says I do not have to fake when it comes to God. Number one, I cannot fake when it comes to God. You can lie to everyone on this earth. You can put on a smile. You can act a certain way. You can do all kinds of things. But there's one person you cannot fool, and it's God. He knows everything. He sees everything. He knows the dirty, ugly secrets that you don't want anyone to know about. And in spite of that, he loves you. So let's start right now with being honest. Let's be honest. I have a little exercise I'd like to do. I have Gene and Courtney. This is kind of going back to the old days. They're going to hand out to you a very sophisticated cue card. It's expensive. So when you write on it, keep it forever. Sell it in a few years. They're going to hand out to you a cue card and a pen. And what I want you to do with this thing, this is something for everybody. I want you to take this cue card and think for a moment. Think for a moment. Think of your life. Nobody's going to see this. I'm not going to collect this. No one's going to read this out loud. And if you feel like, you know what, I don't, I'm sitting too close to somebody, then just scooch over to the side. Don't let them see. Because what I want to ask you to do is, is there anything in your life that maybe you're ashamed of? Is there anything in your life that you would like to change? Is there anything in your life that is making you the person that you actually don't want to be? Because what we're talking about tonight is discovering the real you, discovering the real me. And unfortunately, we've already talked about sometimes we can be so vain and put on a front and, and be one way but we know that there's a deeper truth into us. It's the real me. Take a moment. Write it down. Don't let anybody see. A few things that you'd like to change that really maybe nobody else even knows, but that's what really makes up the real me. And this is important. 
Because as we were saying before this whole service started, we got about an hour, maybe an hour and then 10 minutes that we come together. Then we got the whole week (laughs) to go through. And what I want you to do is just take a few moments and just write a few things, some things about me. Maybe nobody knows. Maybe it's something from my past. Maybe it's this. Maybe it's that. I want you to know that the God who reached down to little crazy high Mexican Pete in Langley Park smoking crack is still alive, and he doesn't care about what's on that paper. He's willing to work with you, and he can pull you out of whatever it is. So take a few moments. Write it down. Don't care about what anyone else is doing. Just between you and the Lord. Discovering the real me. This whole thing with God is about honesty. It's about being straight up. It's about being yourself at all times. And knowing that God wants to meet you right where you are. You know, there's a verse that uh, Paul says. He says, I have to be all things to all people. And that's a great verse, and, and it can be taken out of context really, really fast. Because the truth is, you cannot be all things to all people. You can be who you are. And God can take who you are and use that. Some of us today have a lot of pressure on us to try to fulfill certain demands or certain requirements or a certain image. And I want you to know that God is beyond all of that. And he's looking at you and he says, I love you just as you are. And I can work with you just the way that you are. But it starts with us being honest. I have a lot of friends who have been addicted to drugs and alcohol and they start, you know, they've, they've done treatments and things like that. And one of the first things to healing is admitting that you got a problem well one of the first things to us when we're discovering who we are and who we are supposed to be is admitting where we are actually in our lives right here right now and the good news is that god is stronger and god is greater and higher so god knows you he knows who you are he knows what you've done He knows what you think. He knows what you want. He knows what you need. And he knows what you don't need. Part of understanding who the real you is is understanding that God knows you. I love the story of the thief on the cross. I love it. I absolutely love it. I love that it it throws all kinds of theological debates Because, wait, what does that mean? How can you be saved last minute? Blah, 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 blah. Wait a second. I love, I love that stuff. I love anything that can start a good conversation and it's not easy. Jesus is on the cross. There's thieves with him on his side, on his right, and his left. One is mocking him. You know the story. If you're God, why don't you just save yourself? And another one is saying, you know what, man, leave that guy alone because he didn't do anything, but we did and I did. I wonder what Jesus thought when he looked at that thief. That thief has all kinds of baggage with him, all kinds of mistakes and failures. 
by the world standard, that guy would be an outcast. We would probably look at him and point our fingers and talk, gossip. We talk about them, talk about him. But what does Jesus do? He accepts him just the way that he is. There's so much power in that. Bet you if the thief on the cross was here right now, he would need more than just one cue card. There'd probably be a lot more things to write down. And Jesus, who is one, would say the same thing. I can handle that. I can take care of that. The truth is, whatever's written on your card may be preventing you from living that full, abundant life that Jesus came to give us. And it's all about laying it down. That thief on the cross experienced grace. And he experienced a revelation right before he died. But hey, it's never too late, right? He saw the real person that he was. And that was through Christ. Through Christ's eyes. He thought for so long, I'm, I'm, I'm a wreck, man. I'm wretched. I'm broken. I'm wrong. God looks at him and says, no, I see the real you. And I see grace. And I see potential. You don't know it, but your story is going to bless countless amounts of people. You may look in the mirror every day and see something ugly. And see something, I just, I got this black cloud over me. It just, nobody knows, nobody knows. But if people only really knew what, what I was going through, people only really know what the things that I've done. No, 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 I couldn't. And God is telling you tonight, he knows it. And he's stronger than that. His love is stronger than that. I would love it tonight if everyone could walk out this room and understand that God is a God of grace and the real you who's sitting in these chairs are child, children of grace, children of a loving God. Wherever life's journey is taking you, we hope you can find a home at Gateway Fellowship, a ministry of WGTS 91.9. We'd love for you to visit us sometime. Services happen each Saturday evening at 6. You can learn more about us and get more podcasts at mygatewayfellowship.com.